Good morning again, Faith Church family and Faith Church Online. Good morning. Um, I am stoked to be able to uh, have the ability and the honor to come and present to you God's Word uh, this morning. Uh, so we're uh, uh, going to jump into that here in a second, uh, but hopefully you all are enjoying these uh, awesome hot summer days and the crazy days that were downtown this weekend um, with your family and your friends. Uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying it. We've been studying through the book of Ephesians um, uh, here on Sunday mornings in a series titled Walk Worthy, uh, where we learn uh, truths about the gospel of Jesus Christ and also uh, discover practical teachings on how to live worthy of that gospel, of that good news. And today we're going to look actually uh, back at one of Paul's prayers in uh, chapter 3. Um, and then we're going to also jump into some uh, further texts, uh, that uh, other letter that Paul wrote, um, as we explore this great news that, that Christ dwells within you. Christ dwells within you. He is the power in our weakness. Am I letting Him shine through the cracks? Am I allowing Him to dwell Am I living out of surrender to Christ? Or as Pastor Derek said it best, am I letting Christ settle in and remodel the place? Lord, may this be an encouragement to us today, a thought, a heart-provoking thought that we would look inward and look to You. So jump with me into Ephesians 3. Uh, we're going back a couple chapters. Uh, Pastor Derek actually preached on this back in May, so it's up on the screen. Um, we're just going to look at this prayer that, that Paul puts out there. There's a lot of prayers within his letters, um, but this one, uh, Pastor Derek actually prayed over all of us, if you remember. Um, so I want to read this out loud. Follow along with me. Our Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory... He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This prayer that, that Paul wrote is, is for our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's for all of us to pray for each other. Uh, and like I said, it was prayed over us by Pastor Derek um, back in May. Um, he, he preached out of this word. You can go back and actually watch and listen to this. If you, if you missed his uh, sermon on this passage, it was, it was gold. Uh, you can go back on our website and... and watch or listen um, to that sermon, but he prayed it for you. He prayed it for me that Christ would dwell in us, that we may be filled with all the fullness of God, transformed by His indwelling Spirit each and every day. Would you pray with me? Lord, I need this reminder. We need this reminder. We need to step out of the way and allow for Your Son to do the work within us, transforming us from the inside out. Father, be with us now as we turn to Your Word, the truths within, and, and 
May those truths punch through our exterior and, and truly impact our interior. Jesus, we love you. Amen. So I used to work uh, a landscaping job. Um, I've worked a lot of landscaping jobs. Uh, it's a fun gig. Uh, but I worked uh, a specific one for a very kind lady when I was in high school. Uh, and she had uh, a big piece of property with a, a ton of different flower beds. When I say different flower beds, she had different themes in each flower bed. So there'd be themes and art uh, shown throughout and, and uh it was, it was really a great job. I enjoyed it for many years. And um, one bed in particular I do remember uh, because I had to be more cautious with this bed when it came to like spring cleanup time, okay? I had to be more cautious and careful because in this uh, flower bed there were multiple fragile clay pots that were filled with this uh, soil ready for the annuals to be planted in, okay? So I had to be very careful as a teenager There were large clay pots and there were small clay pots. In fact, there were some clay pots that uh, there were like the lamps that, you know, Samuel had in the Bible, those clay lamps. Anyway, so she had a bunch of these clay pieces. And um, I knew as a teenager that I needed to be careful with these clay pots because uh, I could see that they're already chipping. They're already cracking. They're falling apart to pieces. In fact, one time I, I picked one up. It was a big one, behemoth. Picked it up and I was moving it to more... Uh, well, what she wanted it to be moved to. And so I picked it up, and it split in half right in my hands. I was like, oh, no, I'm dead. I'm fired. And all the contents just spill on my, on my feet. And she was luckily okay with it. She's like, no, it's, it's a clay pot. It's going to break. It's going to shatter. Just fill it in or whatever. Uh, but the, com the contents crumble in my feet. Luckily, she wasn't terribly bothered by the incident, knowing full well that the fragile nature of clay pots, uh, they're going to break. And sometimes teenagers aren't too careful. I'd like to take us actually uh, now to the book of 2 Corinthians. So if you would turn there with me in your Bibles, uh, if you have your Bibles in front of you or your Bible app on your phone, um, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, chapter 4 this morning. We're jumping out of Ephesians this week, but we will be back next week uh, with an awesome uh, word uh, in chapter 6. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, we're going to check out what Paul has to say in his letter to the Christians in Corinth. So uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6-10 through 10 says this, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. 
Now this passage has a lot going on in it, and we won't have uh, all the time in the world this morning to jump into the, the greatness of it. But I do challenge you to take this passage and to study it this week, and to open up your word and, and just kind of take, take it bit by bit, because there's a lot of goodness in here. Uh, but it's also important to note here that uh, when we're reading this, we see that there are some pronouns used here, uh, and this is important to note, some pronouns we see, we, us, and our. Uh, they're used in this passage to refer at times to the apostles, referring to Paul and, and the others, or, and also referring at times to the body of believers. The corporate body of believers such as us as individuals, followers of Christ, uh, but for our sake this morning, the we that we read will be applying to us or all y'all, fellow heirs, children of God, okay? So we kick it off here as believers being given likeness to clay jars. Likeness to clay jars. And as we study, that may feel a bit belittling. Okay? Kind of like elsewhere in the New Testament, we read uh, that we are like the shepherd's sheep. Sheep are not that brilliant. Okay? So, uh, to also be associated as a jar of clay, well, just stick with me here. It gets good. So, a little bit of background. Clay jars were very common in homes during Paul's day. A very common thing you would see in every home. Uh, essentially, they were like the discount section version of a sturdy, strong metal container. Okay? Clay jars were just a way more affordable storage container compared to the expensive metal or glass containers. And as Christians, followers of Christ, we are referred to as those discount section clay jars. We've got to understand, though, that this does not play into the idea whatsoever that we are of lesser worth. does not play into this at all. Rather, it's the reality that none of us, no human being, could effectively hold God's infinitely magnificent treasure within ourselves. No human. It's God's power within us clay pots, and it's not our own power. If we are all a bunch of strong, sturdy metal containers, the power within us would be more difficult to see that it is from the Eternal Father. We're imperfect, we're finite instruments for God's use and glory. More about our state as clay pots, okay? So we're fragile. We can uh, easily be cracked or broken, kind of like the giant pot I picked up for Miss you know, Donna, and, and it broke and it was destroyed. Okay, we're, we're fragile. We can be easily cracked or broken. And like this uh, metal container here that I found in the kitchen real quick, uh, you could drop it from this height, okay, which I'm not going to do because that would scare the front row, and I like you guys, okay? You could drop it from this height and it bounce and maybe, maybe dent. There's a few dents in it actually. So somebody's already done this illustration. Um, <laughs> but if you take a clay pot and you drop it from this height, it's most likely going to crack or chip or maybe even shatter. We are fragile. 
It's truly difficult uh, sometimes to believe that this kind of weakness can be an asset. That it's for our benefit to be a clay pot. The truth is, our weakness points to Christ. Through the cracks, the chips, Christ shines through. Weakness gives evidence that it is God's power within us and not our own. Trying harder in our own power doesn't solve our weakness whatsoever. If anything, it exposes more of our weakness. And I I like what uh, Jonathan Parnell, he's an author, I like what he says about it. He says, Embracing weakness brings more peace because we realize afresh that God loves us by His grace. Not because we are strong. Our joy doesn't rest in our ability, but in the approval God gives us in Christ. The One in whom He chose us before the ages began according to His own purpose and grace. And he cites 2 Timothy 1.9 there. We are weak, we are frail, and sometimes we're bland. And yet, God chose us. God chose me. God chose what is low and despised in the world so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. I'm going to read that one more time. 1 Corinthians 1.28 God chose what is low and despised in the world so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. This upside down kingdom reality, it, it makes zero sense to the world around us. It's backwards. It's sometimes ridiculous. Weakness is strength. Surrender is victory. A humble servant is a ruler or a savior. This upside down kingdom doesn't make sense. That's because this is the transforming work of the Gospel. That Jesus died defeating sin and death. He rose to life offering us the free gift, unmerited relational access to the Father. And hey, tr- transformation isn't just a one-time gig. Okay, it's just not—it's not just a one-time thing. It's a continued process throughout our lives. Transformation through sanctification. If you believe in Jesus, you've been justified made right in God's eyes, forgiven for all, accepted into the family, now is the sanctification, the process of being made holy, surrendering self and following Christ daily, realizing that Christ is in us, not outside waiting around as some kind of helper in our time of need. He's actively living in you, transforming you if you let Him. Sometimes I myself am this, this metal container, okay? I, I control my environment around me and what's going on. I control my family. And I'm this metal container. Not allowing Christ to shine through me. 
but rather within my own power, doing what I think is best. But in reality, I am a cracked and chipped clay pot, broken. I hope and pray that Christ shines through the cracks. That He is my power and my strength. I am too weak. Too fragile. I hope in Him alone. And I say all this because when I don't allow Christ to shine through the cracks and be my strength, when I don't allow Christ to dwell, I'm working in my own power. My attempts and my efforts leave me exhausted and lacking joy. Some of you may know that uh, the past, this past June, uh, my wife and family and I were uh, allowed um, and uh, asked to go and uh, focus on our family, uh, to work on some things that we needed to work on, and, and to do some really difficult hard work. And many of you prayed for us in that time, and so I'm grateful for you uh, for praying for us. But uh, this message and, and many other messages throughout God's Word, lamentations of God's steadfast love that keeps us going and He is our only hope is what, what pulled us through the difficult season of June 2021 for the Fields family. And you may have had similar times, similar cracks that just felt debilitating My attempts, my efforts leave me exhausted and lacking joy. But God is good. So I ask and I turn it to you, what does your clay pot look like? Has it endured the storms that cause chips and cracks? Are you feeling the wear and tear deeply within? You may feel like you are on your own, but you don't have to go through it alone. Let Him in and let Him dwell. Let Him see the hurt underneath. Christ is no stranger to pain. He will not give up on you ever. He sees what you can be. Let Him shine through the cracks. Jesus meets you in your weakness. And He covers you with His incredible love. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're enduring, you aren't the one who needs to be strong. It's okay to fall apart. You don't have to go through it alone. He hears the whispers of your heart. You'll be okay because you're not alone. Let Christ shine through. Let Christ dwell within. For He is the infinitely magnificent treasure in your jar of clay. He is the power in your weakness. And there's great beauty in that. I just want to close by reading Psalm chapter 31. A few verses out of here. Uh, starting in verse 9. Psalm chapter 31. It's a beautiful passage by the, the psalmist, the choir master. 31, verse 9. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. 
For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become reproach. Especially to my neighbors and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I've been forgotten like one who is dead. I've become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many. Terror on every side as they scheme together against me. As they plot to take my life. But I trust in You, O Lord. I say, You are my God. My times are in Your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make Your face shine on Your servant. Save me in Your steadfast love. Jesus, save us in Your steadfast love. Thank You for Your Word. Father, I pray that uh, the, the great truths that are within this here would not only just uh, affect our minds, but impact our hearts. May we surrender to You, Jesus. Let You in. As Pastor Derek said, remodel the place. Jesus, You are so good to us. And it is only because of Your grace that we can be in relationship with You. Help us to allow You to shine through the cracks of our broken and frayed clay pots. And whatever anybody in here may be going through currently, whether it's anxiety or or sadness, sense of loss, Jesus, may, may it be ever so clear to us that it is another opportunity for You to shine bright. Thank You, Father, for all Your many blessings and for Your Word. Amen.